was a shit show. It's crazy the the hold that our mothers um could have on us, you know. I, I agree. <laughs> like the only time that I was able to get you Anthony out of a blackout was by pulling your hair and telling you that I was going to text your mommy I to know. get up. And even in a blackout like in my subconscious it's like, you know, we say mean things to our moms but it's like we never ever want to get in trouble from them. Like getting in trouble still is like, doesn't matter how old you are. You're always it's a like, kid to somebody else. Yeah, it's mama bear. And there's just like that unbroken bond, you know, there's always that thing, but it's just, it's funny that um, I remember that just the one time you were like on the floor, face down, you were so sleepy, blacked out. Oh my God, that, and was, like, that was like an embarrassing night. Usually you were you were fine. The repercussions were very limited. Um, but I just remember like usually I can get you out of a blackout, but this is the one time where I had to pull out all the stops and Gina was, you know, she was in my arsenal. I had to get her into your head. Why do you think that our mothers have such a hold on us when it comes to things like that? <laughs> Because they carried us for nine months. There's some unspoken instinctual connection there. Yeah, there, there has to be. And, you know, it's actually a really funny thing to think about that. I remember it was in quarantine, early quarantine last year. And we all had like these like random thoughts just like fly through our head. And the funniest thing that I ever thought of was how crazy is it that we've known our parents just as long as they've known us? Oh, my God. That is fucking crazy. Or uh, you know what I think about sometimes, Morgan? What? I think about the idea that Dominic has a different relationship with my mom than I do. Of course. Like, I mean, I think that's all like personality based, but it's it's so weird to think about. Yeah. Like, is that fucking weird that like I like uh, the way that my mom sees Dominic is different mm -hmm. than how she sees me. And also I've known Dominic has only ever known me, my mom, my dad. Yeah. Yep. But I grew up for a, like you and I grew up yeah, for we a were... while without Chloe and Dominic. Yeah. We were only children for a little bit. <laughs> Which is like just so crazy because then we had to learn how to share. That's the thing. We had to learn how to share our time with our parents. Meanwhile, Dominic and Chloe, they had no choice. Like, no, they had absolutely was... no choice. When was a time that you had to share with Chloe that you did not want to share? Oh, you know what? It's like uh, th these questions always <laughs> just like kind of like blow my mind because there's not like there's no time where um, I can think of off the top of my head that that's happened because I have to say I was a pretty good like child. I didn't throw te temper tantrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of set my temperament at a very young age. Like I still don't throw temper tantrums. Luckily, I wish I did. I, I do wish I got more angry more often and kind of snapped more often because then people would know, oh, my God, she's like mad. Um, yeah. It's like, but don't never mess a, with her when she's like this. But that's the thing is it's kind of like a hidden weapon because I don't get mad often. But when I do, you're like, you're fucked, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, but with yeah. Chloe and sharing, I can't think of a specific time, but she was always so good. Like she, whenever she would go shopping with my parents or something, she would always get like candy at the end of the aisle and she would always get me something too. Like she was always such a selfless, selfless child, but I, I had no problem sharing that's, her. Like yeah. I- which is so weird because I 
loved like all the attention when I was little. So when she came, my parents were probably like, oh God, like this is going to be like a train wreck. Um, but yes, this is like the same thing with Dominic and I. Oh, did like you guys a- have a hard time? Did you have a hard time sharing with Dominic? No, I don't think so. I actually think that it was never even an argument. Like, I don't think we got in arguments over sharing ever. But I do think what happened was that since it wasn't an argument, Dominic never like asked to share. I just like decided what to share with him. him. That's that's a good like teaching moment, I think. Then as a result, Dominic was not a good sharer and not with (laughs) not not with me. It's like with other things. Dominic, you used (laughs) to always get in fights about sharing. No, I haven't. With yes, you, you name did. me one. Okay, our little cousin you know, Dominic- Bryce and the train set. <laughs> the train set that they took. <laughs> what do you mean sharing? It would be different than if I would whatever. Mommy gave away everything that we had. They they gave away our guitars. They gave away our drums. That doesn't have to do anything with sharing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. He's giving away his giving like goods. Away. Giving away his goods. You know, Dominic, I think you have a hard time um, sharing Anthony with me. So. <laughs> oh, I, I actually think that he would sell. He was selling me. He's like, no um, way. I actually take this back. So when Chloe and I were younger, we never had problems. But then once we got older and now we fit into the same size clothes, um, she always takes my stuff. Like she yeah. always oh, takes my stuff. Conversation. And I very rarely take her stuff unless it's sweatpants or something that I don't have when I'm home. Like for the time being. Same thing. Um, here. And oh, when yep, I, I bet. And when I yell at her about it, she's like, oh, my God, you never let you like never let me borrow anything. And I'm like going into her room and she has laid out on her bed all my stuff. She's like, you already wore it. You already wore it. But you know what? You guys do it much classier. Dominic, I'm okay with sharing (laughs) my clothes with Dominic, but there's been quite a few fights this summer. Dominic, you full-blown wear outfits that are all my clothes. And yeah, that's because fine. you told me I can wear it, but then Anthony will be like, once again, you're wearing my clothes. And then once all of a sudden, I'll see Anthony wearing my T-shirt, my sweatpants for three days straight. And then I won't say anything. I'll just be like, Anthony, you know you're wearing my clothes. And he'll be like, I never say anything to you. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Dominic, it does get annoying yeah. though when you wear my like like sometimes like listen I don't care I just you you know what it is I think it's just like I want appreciation for it I think that's what I want because I, I feel like okay so you're what not is Dominic gonna say thank you so much for letting me borrow this shirt you didn't make the shirt <laughs> <laughs> well I bought the shirt and I think that's, that's the fair. difference okay, is that I it's not like hand me downs from when we were younger it's like clothes that. I bought myself. And so like, it's like, it takes relief off of Dominic to have to purchase something himself. So then when it comes to like other purchases and stuff, it's like, I'm like, Dominic, maybe just like like what I do sometimes, like with like if a, with a client or like something where I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not gonna like actually get on them about this because they already offer me like all this stuff. And like, I feel like you should be more like that, Dominic, with me. Like, wow, how nice is it that Anthony, like, takes me, like, out to dinners and, like, lets me borrow all his clothes. Anthony, but, but then but the I know what you're going to say back. Don't say it. I know what you're going to say back, which is you make me go out to the no, dinners. No, 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 no. What I was going to say is that it's never that I don't say thank you. It's never that I even act unappreciative. You just make it known that I should be appreciative all the time. You like force it down my throat constantly.
huh. that Do I should I? be appreciative. Well, right now, you just gave me this teaching moment Couple during things. our fucking podcast. And Couple I'm things. also not someone who shit in my in my sweatpants. Okay. Okay. Things. I shit I'm, in my sweatpants calling, one time. I'm calling a mine. truce here. I'm the ref here. I'm being the ref here. I realize though that I sometimes get mad when Chloe wears some of my clothes because she looks better in them. That so then it, it so that's also like I'm wondering if that's kind of what goes on with you two behind closed doors, huh? It could be. I don't know. I it never wear don't... anything that Anthony wants to wear specifically that night or that day. I just know that there's been so many nights this summer where I'm like, you know what? You don't have any clothes here. Wear this of mine. And I thought that I think that you should be like, oh, thank you, Anthony. Like I love I've you. been wanting to wear this thank for so long. You. Oh, Anthony, you let me borrow your clothes in the summer. It's so sweet. Yeah, Anthony also has like 15 people's uh, sweatshirts that he won't give back to them. So. Oh, like who? One person? Megan Dugary sweatshirt? Oh, Megan, the Patagonia. Nicolette, the Patagonia. The. <laughs> <laughs> you have two of Megan's sweatshirts, I'm pretty sure. Barring clothes, it's such a it's such like a chore. Like in college, we like lived on the same floor, like my sorority, and everyone was always like, I'm so excited to like raid everyone's closets and both. Oh clothes. no. What? I I wanted no part of it. I wanted no part of anything. Like I didn't want to my thing was though, I didn't want to borrow someone else's clothes so that in return they would borrow mine. So that's that's why I never asked anyone because I didn't want to owe them like a favor. Wait, is that like a thing though? For like girls, that, yeah. That on girls' floors, they're like, "Oh my god, we're all gonna share each other's clothes." Oh no, they would do like ratings. Like they would raid people's closets. They'd play dress up. I'm I want to know. Freaked out. I, I didn't. I also know that. Ha- I have like kind of like a um, dress up. Like I'm very possessive over my clothes because I know what I look good in. Uh huh. And and I just or bad in, so I just get very like possessive over my my clothing and you're like i look good in these clothes i look good in these clothes everybody don't steal my clothes let's write a song right now about stealing clothes okay ready all right so wait what's all right give us a couple of words here i'll start the first line ready yeah five six five six seven eight i hate it when my brother steals all of my clothes he knows I really hate it. Oh, he knows. <laughs> and I wish he was more thankful. And I wish he would just buy his own. This is a you problem. <laughs> this really is a you problem. Fuck all right, me. let's talk about mental health. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think we all need a little bit of, you know, it's just, I'm just, I mean, let's clear the air. Let's do some remote jading here. Jading is when you go around your room where you live and you go in the corners and you burn jade and you wipe out all bad omen. Isn't it called sage? Sage. It's called saging. <laughs> Let's jade it. Yeah, it's jade it. Jade it up. Jade. So mental health. Okay, go ahead. Mental health. Um, Mental health. It, it's just, it's so broad. All of it is so broad. And I it think is. a lot it of it has, has come to light over the past almost year and a half. I feel like people have become more open about it, more communicative, more accepting. It's just becoming more a part of the conversation with people. And you're finding that you have a lot more in common with people that struggle with the same internal struggles. And I think it's just important to talk about it. It always has been 
but recently I've, I've really, um, I've realized how important it is to have your mental health in check because it really is kind of like the root of like who you are. It's if you're not constantly aware and checking in on yourself and being honest with how you're feeling, honest about the thoughts that you're thinking or honest about the way that you're talking to yourself, there's no way that you could be productive in other in other aspects of your life and relationships and work, even this podcast. You know, sometimes I feel like if I'm feeling cloudy or my mental space is just kind of like out of whack. How can I put on a good show? Yeah. Well, what, in what ways do you think it's important to pay attention to yourself? You know, you, people always say, like on TikTok or like on Instagram, there's always like promotion for positive self-talk and talking to yourself like mm-hmm. nicely. And I think that's so easy to laugh at. You know what I mean? And I hate mm-hmm. to say that, but I think it's so easy to just like look totally, over. Totally, totally. And it's hard to do. But what we don't put enough weight on is how often we talk badly to ourselves. Why is that so much easier? Yes. Or when we than- worry about like these situations that like are not going to happen that like. Well, yeah, it's anxiety. And then it's like you're just talking like badly to yourself, like convincing yourself. It's like, stop worrying. Like, But why is it so much easier to be negative than it is to like pull your weight and and think positively why is thinking positively so much harder so like immensely you know, harder at why. least for me yeah why? i think i know why i think it's because in life like we're we're so taught to like be grateful for positive mm-hmm. moments like first and foremost so we never look at them as like wow like positive this feels good it's almost like expected like well that's how it should be like you should be grateful for that. So like we have no yeah. differentiation between that and like really negative things or intrusive thoughts. And so then when you start feeling those intrusive thoughts, you're like, oh, I want to get back to a happy place. But that happy place seems so far away. Far away. Yeah. Because of like and it's something that I think is evolving in our society. That's like, listen, if it is sure it's the standard to go to school, go to high school, get an education, go to college that that mm-hmm. it's actually a really good thing and if like you get you know it can be if that's what you want to do but like we're we're we were expected to do it so instead of us right. being like i i didn't fail my really hard geometry class i'm mm-hmm. so proud of myself it's like well that's what you were expected to do expected to do you're right now we are not born out of the womb expected to do fucking anything except for eat sleep and shit and pee mm-hmm. that's literally it so right when we make the life that we have to do by like societal standards, which is fine, we should be giving ourselves more positive affirmations when we do very simple things that might make us worried or upset, like going to, you know, like going to a doctor's appointment that you don't want to go to, or, you know, having that hard conversation with a boss or an ex or a partner or a friend, like, yeah, you know, yeah, they're all good things. It, yeah, it is all good things. And I just think like lately, I, it just, it's, it's wild how weight in your brain and all these negative thoughts can af- just affect everything around you. Like I started to realize I wasn't even like seeing, like physically seeing clearly. Yeah. So like I made a change and I think that's all like what it is. Like a lot of it is also like redundancy. And like with all this quarantine, people were just, you know, forced to stay inside their house for the safety of, you know, themselves and other people. And you just get so sick. You just get so stuck in like this redundancy and like you're, you're not 
changing up your frequencies. So I think like, I don't know where I'm going with it, but mental health is just so important. And like, I mean, what's a positive affirmation that you wish you told yourself more? Um, yeah, that's a great question. It's actually like making me a little emotional. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I think just that's the thing too. Like when I'm like low or feeling low or sad or depressed or not like myself, like I rarely look at myself in the mirror. It's a weird thing. And um, so I wish I really looked at myself in the mirror and just said to myself, you are a light. You are bright. You are beautiful. You um, prove those people wrong that don't think that. Like, it's almost like a, I don't know. I just need to talk because there's definitely insecurities that I wish I didn't think about myself all the time. Like all the time, like you are smart, like you can do this. You are strong. Those are, they're very simple affirmations, but it's like the constant reminder. And then I try to like go back and um, try to remind myself of the times where I was acting in a smart way or acting very strong or very like myself. Like it's all about um, displacing yourself in those moments where you've grown and totally it's sometimes hard to think back to those, those moments and reflect and remind yourself that you can do it. It's almost just like a, you can do it. Or, you know, I love you. Like just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you. And all you have is you too, is the only important thing to remember. I wow. think that what you said, okay, was your just, turn. <laughs> yeah, I think that was really important. I mean, I think for me personally, I wish something that I would say to myself more is that, cause I think I've been conditioned to be like, you're enough. Like, that's enough. Wow. I've never heard that from you, Aunt. Mm -hmm. And I think that what I need to say in a positive way is you're more than enough. Yeah, 100%. You are more than enough. How about you, Dom? What's a positive affirmation that you wish that you said to yourself more? Um, I think I would agree with you um, about exactly what you said. When you said that, that's exactly how I feel, too, about the enough thing. About, yeah. Uh, more than enough. And then I guess... Um, I don't know. <laughs> enough. 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 Enough's enough. Yeah. But I wanted to touch back with the with the like social construct thing. Okay, yeah. go ahead. With like the man-made whatever. Like, yeah, it's like you gotta do this. You gotta go to school. You gotta go to college. Like whatever, like all that shit. And it's like, I'm not in school right now. But what like makes me upset about that is like it's like not everyone needs to do that. It's like not like yeah. it's something that we <laughs> made yeah, it's up. not a requirement we made it up <laughs> right we, we like made like no one else goes to school we're the only species that does because we're <laughs> intelligent enough right but like it's like we made that up just to be like this is the requirement of what you're supposed to do yeah, yeah. i like, think there's yeah i think trapped. it's also Sorry. keep going Dom. no keep going you get like what i felt like before i left school was that like it it, it felt like we are constantly in this cycle of like, there was no break whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there was no break like whatsoever. It's like you go to school for how many, whatever months it is, like nine months out of the year. Yeah. And then you're off for three months. And then it's just the same cycle over and over mm -hmm. again. And once you get out of college, it's the same cycle again. And then you don't yeah. even get off when it right. for like three months. And it's just a constant, like, it's just, I felt trapped. Yeah. So trapped. Yeah. I was like, with my mental was health. It was horrible. 
Right. I mean, you feel like you're trapped. You can't get out. It's like a yeah. very scary feeling. Like you're stir crazy in your own reality. It's like, oh God. And I think just to go off of that too, is that we were conditioned to be stuck in like such a routine that when yeah. we finally graduate college or graduate your schooling, then what? And that's like so scary to so many people too. I think that you guys are very similar with that stuff that with that aspect that you two were just talking about with like being mm -hmm. stuck. And, and I don't think that I've ever had that. And it's just because, and like, this is like a problem of mine too. No, I, I make it's a strength, but keep well, going. I make the best. Like I always like make the best of every situation. Yeah. And, I think that like, while that is great, it kind of touches on what we talked about, like Jared and toxic positivity. Like, yeah, I too much. So make the best out of everything. Like I'm like, you know, well, you know, I remember at Villanova when I left, it was like very traumatic. And then uh, realistically for my mental health and where I was at, I, I did not have to go back and finish at Villanova. I could have gone mm -hmm. and finished anywhere else, yeah. but I wanted to prove that I could. And that's something right. that like my dad and my mom and other people valued about me so much. But at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, I did that because I am mentally ill. Like that wasn't like a show of feet of how strong I am. It was a show of how much I can deflect and burden myself mm -hmm. and not explode. Not everybody could have done that. So was, you're I testing yourself. Yes, but we don't need to test ourselves is my point. Like, <laughs> yeah, if that were like, I am lucky that I'm probably one of like, however many in a statistic that could have gone back and did that without having a complete mental breakdown or self harming. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody should be forced to push themselves in that situation. And so that's where I think you guys are good at recognizing where you're stuck, recognizing what you shouldn't be doing. And actually stopping it mm -hmm. i have only done that one time well right. that's what i was gonna say is that when i did leave that was the only time in my entire life where i felt like i actually made a choice or yes. like i actually had control over something exactly. and like then that that freaked me the fuck out too because now it's like i'm still in control and it's like i could do whatever i want at this point but now mm -hmm. it's like because I need that construct of something like where it is school or work or mm -hmm. I'll go crazy in my own head. Yeah. And, and I had that my entire life. And then it was like, all of a sudden I just left. And then I was like, shit, like now it's just like freedom. Right. Like I didn't think this day would actually come. And what do I do yeah. with it? Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Now that you made exactly. that choice that everybody has valued so much decision making and this and this, it's like, well, then is it the right choice? And is it this? And it's like, right. But there's my aunt Karen always says like, there's no such thing as a right and wrong decision or choice. It's mm -hmm. just a choice or a decision. Like there's no such thing as right or wrong. Obviously there, there is a difference between right and wrong morally, mm -hmm. but like, you know, if you have a set moral compass and you are making decisions to better your life and better your mental health, there is no right or wrong. It's just, a, it's just a choice, you know, it's just a decision. Yeah, um, no, and then you I go from there. Yeah. yeah. And then so. but then that goes back to like making the best out of the decision that you made. And it's mm -hmm. like I've only had listen, I, I I've had two where I like went back and I like did the thing. It, well, one was Villanova. And then the one where I didn't stick it out. 
because I recognized because I'm so good at telling everybody else when they need to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm so good at telling everybody else because I can recognize it because when I get to that point in myself, I just keep going. But I know that it's not good to do that. I know that right. everybody else doesn't have the same armor that I have. I know that right. not everybody else is made of cement. Like, so I can do it because I'm like, let's just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep fucking putting yourself through it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can. That's my point. Yeah. And so then, you know, when I was working in New York, that one day I said, it was like the first time that I physically was like, I actually can't like, yeah. I yeah. could not go any yeah. further. I right. thought that I had that at my previous job that I'm not allowed to talk about because of my, what's it called? Restitution. Is that what it's called? Sure. Uh, sure. I think yeah. restitution is a legal term. I don't think that's it. What's it called when you quit a job and then they pay you afterwards? Oh, um, severance. Yeah. And so I had to sign the thing, but that I almost felt that way. But then I was like, oh, no, I stuck it out as long as I could. I have another opportunity. I didn't feel like I was giving up. Right. With this, I was like, oh, I am not giving up. Like, I'm being abused in this situation in New York. I am being tormented. I am being torn apart. I actually can't handle this. Like, I will combust. Like, and when I left and when I got in that taxi cab, I was like, you know what? I don't care what happens after this. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I needed to go. I didn't care if what had happened with me and my employer was splattered all across page six or the New York Post, because that's what I was (laughs) worried about, too. Mm -hmm. I was like, I got out. And that's a decision that I made that I was happy about. I think it was finally you putting yourself first. But then I do think that I could have now, of course, in hindsight, I'm like, could I have stayed? Like, could I have done of that? Course. Could I have made a difference? And- yeah, but how, but then put yourself in the spot and in your men- in the mentality that you were in every single day, day in, day out, would you ever want to live like that again? Never. Yeah, Same. I think this is a good time for me to read something that's written um, by a poet. I'm going to Oh, is it, it Taylor up. Swift? Yeah, she's new. She's like up and coming. Her name's Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> and okay, who I know are you ready is. for this live reading? I think this is so genius. And I think Dominic, you relate to it. Morgan relates to it. I relate to it. Um, okay, who's ready? I'm Me. ready. Sometimes giving up is the strong thing. Sometimes to run is the brave thing. Sometimes walking out is the one thing that will find you the right thing. And you know in your soul when it's time to go, the snaps from the same little breaks in your soul. And I think that is so good. The snaps from the Mm -hmm. same little breaks, recognizing where that is Mm -hmm. before. In your soul, you know, this is my favorite part, ready? Mm -hmm. You know when it's time to go, so then you go. You just go. Yeah. And that's like so good. It's no one leaving. It's no it's knowing when to leave the party. Yes. yes. That's exactly it. You know, I mean, and you and I, we're not very good at that. We're not good. We're not good at that. And I always say I hate leaving the party. I hate it because I just want to have fun and I want to do it. I want to be there. And we both want to, like, you know, talk to people and communicate and be social. But 
it's knowing when to leave the party. Yeah. And I think that, okay, so the other night <laughs> we went to, me and a couple of friends went to this BYOB called uh, in Philadelphia. It's in Philadelphia. And what had happened was we had a late reservation, like 830. And then around 10 o'clock, like all these students from UPenn came in. Um, I guess they must have had an agreement with the restaurant, but like they brought all their like own liquor and were blasting music and people were dancing on tables. So like this BYOB turned to like a party place that was breaking every code and restriction about yeah. COVID protocol. And I, we didn't care. We're vaccinated. Our, our families all have agreements that we're vaccinated. We're doing what we want right now. Um, but it was time to go at a certain point mm-hmm. and I did not want to leave. Like, did you recognize when it was time to go? I got defensive. So like I knew, like I was like throwing up in the bathroom. My other friend was like doing a funnel. My other friend was being lifted up by this like 20 year old UPenn guy. And then it yeah. was like, that should have been the climax. And then we were hanging around. And mm-hmm. then we're talking and then maybe we're saying things that we shouldn't say. And one of my friends said, okay, it's time to go. We're going. We've out, mm-hmm. we've outran. And I got so upset and we were walking home. I like kept being like, oh my God, I wish we stayed. Like, why didn't we stay? Like, let's go back. Like, this yeah. is so stupid that we're leaving. And she was like, Anthony, like our time there was over has expired yeah. we came we did what we needed to do and like it's their party yeah and i was like oh no <laughs> that's a metaphor for a lot of stuff it's their party <laughs> it's not their party. mine <laughs> i think the first step is is recognizing when it's time to leave and then actually doing it and being okay with it, obviously, but oh my God. And so Anthony put up this Instagram story or he sent me a Snapchat and um, it was of him standing uh, by the counter in his kitchen. And the caption was made like a last minute decision to buy like tap shoes. And he starts dancing and for what I thought looked like and sounded like he was tap dancing. And based on and everybody else's so- reactions, everybody else thinks it looked real too. And it, it looked so real. Um, and I won't give away. Well, at this point, people might know, but he was I snapping like an hour ago. So just keep going. <laughs> he was snapping with his fingers behind his back. Not yeah, actually. There were no he, tap shoes, no tap shoes in the making of this video. And I was so happy because I was like, oh, my God, this is finally something that I can teach Anthony. I know. I and I was teach him how imagine to if um, Anthony actually started tap dancing. I, well, no, Dominic, my first reaction was this is so good for him. <laughs> <laughs> And I finally was just thinking to myself, this is finally something that I can teach him, like how to tap dance. Uh, I blew But So you. Anthony, can you um, just give me like a quick singing lesson, please? Oh, I can give you a little quick singing lesson. Okay, so let's do, um, what song do you want to do? You want to do um, Death by a Thousand Cuts? Yes, perfect. Okay, so pick That's a in key. my range. Okay, what so pick. What does that mean? Just I'm- sing it how you would sing it, and then we'll work in that key. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Pretty good. Okay. But you see how you did cuts. Yes. Make it make the you part last a little bit longer. So so you were just going 
saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. So it's very staccato. Try try to make it flow like you're dancing. Flow a little bit together. So okay, instead of saying goodbye is death by a thousand yeah. cuts. <laughs> open your mouth a little bit more this way. Relax your uh-huh. jaw and make okay. it flow a little bit. Yeah. And make it okay. flow a little bit more. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand thousand cuts. <laughs> yeah, and make the you last song. So one, five, six, seven, eight. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. Pretty good. <laughs> that was a lot better than the first one. So let's just work on cuts. Why so, cuts? Because you're going, now you went like this. You went, saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> do it. It's not okay. a wrong note. So do it more. <clears throat> saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. No. No. <laughs> I think that's cuts. how she says it in the song, though, Anthony. <laughs> I'm just helping Morgan. How do you do it, Ant? Yeah, you haven't even shown just her how it. you no, do I'm it. No, I'm singing it in Morgan's voice, so I'm not going to sing in my real voice. Just I'll sing it. the timbre that Morgan does. So if I'm singing like Morgan, she should be like, saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. 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 Yeah, but that's not how she's wanting to do it. I'm um, teach. He's trying to find my persona. Yeah, that's part of going to a vocal lesson. You've never taken a vocal lesson, Dominic. You know, they try to to find like your your style. We try to find your voice. Okay, I'm like Ariel here. You say we try to find out like your trained vocal teacher. Yeah, like I'm a vocal teacher. (laughs) Saying goodbye. Go. Say, okay. (laughs) Okay, shut up, shut up, shut up. Getting those evil thoughts out of my brain. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> Close. You don't need to do this dramatic. Just don't make the cuts snap as long, like short. So just make it last longer. So saying goodbye Say- is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. Yeah, it was good. How am I doing? Yeah, you don't sing off key or off pitch. You just need to find your voice. Like you need to find your tone and your vocality. I so I want to learn how to like her tone so try and her to vocality so tr- is going cuts. What if that is? No, how Morgan's she just That's singing. Morgan's hitting the notes, but she's not singing. So uh, yeah, like, that's that's what it is. So like imitate somebody who you think is a good singer and try to sing it like that. So like the like, listen, if I'm if I'm just singing in my normal voice without actually singing, like if I'm just trying to hit the notes, this is what I learned when I went to that vocal teacher, Natalie Weiss. She was like, sing it without your style, without your tone. So if I do it, sing it mine. I'm just. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Oh, so I see what you're saying. I'm okay. hitting the notes, but if I'm uh-huh. actually going to yeah. sing it, it's saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Like you have to add your style and your okay. vibrato and your tonality. So <laughs> instead of it, like picture this, like notes. Yeah, like, I see them. Are note, 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 note. So instead of singing like, like bam, get from one to bam, the other. Bam, you have to be like, bam, 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 bam. like you have to sway a little. Oh, like, God, like okay. floss. 
So okay. try to find your style. Like sing it. You could do like a little bit of like a Billie Eilish, like sing it by death by a thousand cuts, or do a little how Taylor would do it and just being like sing it by death by a thousand cuts, or like if you want to have a more like singer songwriter tone, just like sing it by death by a thousand cuts. Like, like okay. All right, let's see what I got here. Oh my god, I'm getting like so nervous. Okay, um, sing. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. <clears throat> oh, we can close our eyes if you want. I'm not even looking at you. I'm looking at the lyrics. <laughs> I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. Wow, that was so was that much good? better already. Yeah. That was like really good. I don't know what persona that is. I Saying think um, I think like trapped. <laughs> trapped. All right, now I want you to do trapped me a favor. Re okay. Repeat this note. Do it in okay. this key. Say okay. that note. Say. 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 Yeah. Say. Say, do it in say, that key. Okay. Sink. <laughs> what no, do you mean? It's hard, it's hard, Anthony. She can't. No, that's gonna be too so hard. You gotta like, go say, I can. I can. No, but <laughs> death by a thousand cuts. So like, lower, you you're saying. Yeah. So I have that as your starting note. <clears throat> so say, saying goodbye. Say goodbye death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks. Yep. That might be more your key. Really? It feels uncomfy. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. Yeah, you, Morgan, has an amazing lower register. Get drunk, but it's not enough. She kind of sounds like Lord. Yeah. Because the morning okay. comes and you're not my baby. I look through the windows of this love. Is that better? Okay, so Morgan has a lower <laughs> register. Morgan works in a lower register. So singing to you guys just really uh, gave me severe imposter syndrome so explain <laughs> to us what imposter syndrome is oh my god i think it's just like where you feel like you don't belong okay and what does that you, mean um like you're pretending to fit in you're you're being a chameleon in in the worst way possible okay. where you're just not comfortable in your own skin so you're trying to blend in with like what's going on around oh you. i yeah 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 i but okay but no so, but i think the it, like imposter syndrome that is like you feel like that but it's not actually true right it's not yes. actually true so no my, one else uh -huh. yeah my mom has the most severe imposter syndrome so like she will think the absolute far out things that are not true and it's like it's depression it's anxiety it's imposter syndrome so like she'll be like sitting in bed like making her tea so she'll like have her tea and like have her dog who she loves in her comfy mm -hmm. pjs and she'll mm -hmm. be like am i a fraud and i'm like what do you mean and she's like do i even love zuzu i'm like yes Aww. you do and but she does it's just like it's intrusive i think that people get mixed up imposter syndrome and intrusive thoughts so like mm -hmm. my intrusive thoughts are something like like i'll be laying in bed at night and i'm like oh my god like everybody who i've ever hurt or told a lie to is going to start a group text with each other and oh talk about me and that's just so far-fetched i know and so or i'll think that like 
somebody's gonna break in and take Zuzu and like slam her on the countertop. <laughs> I always like. Think I that. think they're that's gonna grab like her by her legs. And... That's psychotic. That's not imposter syndrome. That's psychosis. So that's gonna... intrusive thoughts. That's intrusive thoughts. Like I think they're wait, gonna wait, hold wait, her wait, by her legs and go bam on the countertop. I have a question. <laughs> what? So intrusive intrusive thoughts. Does that mean like you have negative thoughts intruding in your mind, or you yes. physically think yeah. that someone's going to intrude your house and take your no, dog? No, 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 no. no. It means that the thoughts are intruding your mind. So like what I'll do, like, okay. So the other day there was a woman who um, was neuroatypical um, somewhere on the spectrum at the mm -hmm. dog park with my mom and I, and she had this beautiful little beagle. And the way she was talking, my mom and I, she was very inquisitive, asking us a lot of questions. Yeah. And she was so sweet. And then somebody opened like the doggy park gate and the dog almost ran out. And oh, no. she like started getting so upset and frantic. And then I was like, oh, stop <laughs> thinking things because I was like, oh, my God, I was picturing that the dog ran out to the street, it would get hit by a car, what she would be like, how like it would ruin her life. Like I was just like, oh, so God. and I get distraught. over empathetic and distraught. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You know, it's horrible. Well, so imposter syndrome is defined on Google <clears throat> by doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud is disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question they're deserving of accolades. Okay, so that's not what we're talking about then. Well, I think that's what I was trying to say. Well, trying to fit in, I don't <clears throat> think has anything to do with it. It's oh. like, yeah, like it's it's just like so I'm like just someone, insecure. It's like someone who's You're accomplished. Insecure. Like it happens with a lot of famous people, like actual celebrities. It's like someone who is actually accomplished, like won Grammys, like won Emmys, like whatever. Then like sometimes they'll think to themselves, like, am I like actually good at this? Or am I just oh. like getting these accolades because of something else? Or like See, whatever. I, I never thought that. I have to say, I never thought that, but there was one time where I was out to, to lunch for a friend's birthday and it was right after I had lost my job. Um, and we had just started the podcast and announcing that that was coming out too. And I was with people who are a little bit older that had a lot going on, like in their life, like they were, they were buying a house or they were having babies. And I felt like I couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't compare at all. Like, I felt like I had nothing to talk about. And you're like, like I started a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I started a podcast really nervous behind the microphone, but this sucks. Like I was, I had nothing to say. Like, I felt uh, like I had no value to add, even though I was obviously so happy to have started the podcast and it's something I love doing dearly. But, um, I guess it's like, you, you think you're a fraud cause you're with these people where you don't feel like you're fitting in and then you compare yourself. Yeah. Yes. So, and once you start comparing yourself, it's all over. That's I really never. Over. That's one thing I I'm good about. I never compare myself. The other day I good. compared myself. I think it was the first time I ever started to compare myself because I saw an ex with a guy who I was like, I think that they're dating. And I sent, showed it to Dominic and I said, is this guy more attractive than me? That was the only time that I ever compared myself. I feel like that's normal. That's normal. Just because like at one point you were in that person's shoes. So, I know, which is so crazy. Do you know that song that I really love is Olivia Rodrigo, Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Yeah, me too. Strawberry so ice cream in Malibu. Oh, okay. You sounded good. Oh, really? Maybe I do have a higher register. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> well, guys, we love recording our solo episodes, which we know you guys love too. They're typically a little bit shorter than our other ones. Um, but wait, we're over. We're done. All right. So you can find me on Instagram at Anthony Lario, A N T H O N Y L A R O. And you can find me at morgue underscore Lamada. That's M O R G underscore. <laughs> Those that M O R G was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was good. L A M O T T A on Instagram. You and were, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just... You were singing to the two. I want cold hard oh, cash, cash for, for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I was. <laughs> And then right, uh, you can please leave us a review, like and follow us on Instagram. And we love you. And we'll be back here next week uh, with some with a surprise guest. Surprise. Who could it be? <laughs> Who could it be? And please, <laughs> please. we don't know. <laughs> we, <have> no <laughs> we don't know either. <laughs> can be can be one of you. Please subscribe. Um, rate five stars. Leave a review. We want to hear from you guys. We miss you guys. Um, we love you. The shit show. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit show. <laughs>